0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBets, bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets.
1: Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Mm. We have a great chat with Darren Waller today. We talk about the changing of the tight end position and how that affects the monetary value of those players. Darren also talks about getting to play with Devontae Adams, what we can expect from him this year, the chemistry with Derek Carr, and what Josh McDaniels brings as head coach of the Raiders. Darren also goes into his battle with substance abuse. His recovery and his upcoming podcast, where recovery journeys are a main theme. We'll end with a little bit of fun. It's Chris Kyle, Dr. Facts. They're going to draft the best places to go, number two. And I sure hope y'all enjoy. Much love. <laughs>
0: What's up, everybody, from vacation, Northwest Montana. I got Cowboy Reed on the Zoom. Cowboy Reed, what's the word?
1: Not much. Charlottesville's still standing. Still here. We're still here. I hope Montana's nice.
0: It is nice. It's a low of 49 at night.
1: Damn, that sounds wonderful.
0: But the bad news is the bugs are like alone bugs. And I just got off the porch where I first tried to do this little open I got absolutely obliterated. So I'm back inside. I've retreated into a closet where the (laughs) acoustics are good. We learned that from Macon on his last vacation about Macon. He will be back when I get back from vacation in August. So hooray. um, Yeah. So as far as we know, I got it. We got to. We got to talk about it, but uh, that's, you know, we had people asking because uh, it was, it was Macon's birthday this week. Happy belated birthday to megan i missed his birthday by 10 minutes all that shit i talked about actually texting him this year on his birthday and i missed it by 10 minutes july 9th megan's birthday i i kind of continued the bit i woke up the next morning july 10th um after i after the late text message and i wished him a happy birthday on july 10th so everybody that wished him a happy birthday that was a day late kind of fucked up but i figured i'd have fun with it birthdays man they're overrated. Everybody's um, got one. Everybody's got one. No, they, they can't wait to tell you about it, Reed. They cannot wait to tell you about it. So happy birthday, Macon. So the bottom line is I'm off for a couple weeks. Uh, my version of off, I will be standing by just in case something big happens in the NFL. Like if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. No, no, Reed. I think it'd have to be a lot bigger than that <laughs> to oh. come on into an NFL segment. <laughs>
1: What, like what, what, what would it have to be? Yeah.
0: I mean, it has to be Dan Snyder stepping down. Maybe I'll send a voice note. <laughs> a okay, voice like, note. Yeah. That's a voice. That's a voice note Tier NFL news break. Got if it. Jimmy G gets traded. I kind of stuck my neck out there and said that might happen. And it just hasn't happened as crickets.
1: Do you, is there uh, a certain number of draft picks that would move that voice note up to a zoom? Like if he went for say three first round draft picks.
0: Oh yeah. We'd have to get on the zoom and talk about that Two, Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe one first. I, I don't know. I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo's market is, man. Um, I don't know where his health is. I'm not going to pretend to know right now, but I do know the the point being, I'm not going to be spending a ton of time on the podcast over the next month. But the good news is we, uh, we busted our asses late June and we served up a couple really good banked interviews, something that I've never liked doing, uh, much to everybody's disdain. I, I, I do feel like keeping keeping up to speed with everything that's going on and kind of talking to y'all on the regular is the way to go. Uh, but we're gonna take this month and really kind of try to take a break. Uh, the interviews are great. Today, you're gonna have Darren Waller, somebody I respect greatly, a hell of a football player. Somebody that, the, you know, I, I imagine sometimes it's so hard to do what he's been able to do off the field such a challenge that so, you know, so many people have to go through, but it's such a difficult challenge, that being addiction, overcoming that, making the plays he's making on the football field. I don't want to minimize how difficult football must be for anybody, but it's gotta feel kind of easy compared to the stuff he's overcome. And so cool to talk to him about you know, you know, the tight end position, but also to talk to him about kind of his journey, which everybody talks to him about his journey. It's a remarkable journey. Maybe you've heard the story before, but I enjoyed the conversation. So we've got Darren Waller. We got Michael Bennett, um, which is basically like two guys on the phone for 90 minutes. And then you've got Leland Mel- Melvin, who's a fucking astronaut and was actually in the studio. So um, I hope you Leland, if you're listening, I hope you didn't feel like I, I brought you all that way so you can meet my kids i was very <laughs> very proud uh to say as a dad that i had an astronaut <laughs> at work so i had to call the little guys in so we had michael bennett lela melvin uh oh and we can't forget bill goldberg who read that guy was amazing I said he was wonderful week. he was great you're gonna enjoy the the interview um i enjoyed talking to him so over the next couple of weeks, you got a bunch of that. And you got some like childish shit. Cause I know some of y'all like it. It's kind of like your browsing history. Like I I see your browsing history. When we do uh, the immature shit that we do in hour two of this show, sometimes I get the feeling that maybe you don't, you don't consume that stuff, but the metrics say otherwise, the retention rates are kind of disturbing on that stuff. So we're feeding you some of that stuff. Today, starting with worst places to take a shit, you know, Reed, we included you in that draft. It was three big guys: Nate, myself, Kyle. We included you because it actually takes less time for your food to process. A lot of people look at us and say, "Big guys, they're the experts there," but it's probably you.
1: Probably, yeah. I was uh, Kyle had one selection that really surprised me. One that one of his selections is one of my favorite places to go. Um, outside a normal toilet, but
0: well, you'll hey, hear about alert. it. But the draft is going to be electric, and it's going to be on the back half of this thing after Darren Waller. So stick around for that. Uh, Reed, I don't know if I left out any uh, any guests, but we we banked a lot of content. So I just want you to know that if you get on for ninety minutes and Jimmy G- Jimmy Garoppolo just got traded in a week, and you're listening to like the first ladies draft, which is a thing we actually did late in June. Uh it's not because um we're in studio. Okay. I'm taking a break. I need the break. Uh we all need the break. So enjoy these interviews. Listen, I got two things to talk about in the sports world today. I'm not gonna talk about Herschel Walker, I promise. I'm not gonna not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Read bad air. It's that bad air, dude. that Is bad it's air. Thing. Bro, the the fucking job security in our in our political system right now is incredible he would last three days at monday night football <laughs> like you'd, you'd have be, he'd be calling a game at mile high stadium and somebody's tired and this that chinese air
1: <laughs>
0: yeah he'd last shorter than dennis miller in the booth i wonder my mom, if my mom just walked through the living room my mom loves dennis miller he didn't last
1: in the booth not long
0: Herschel Walker would last (laughs) less time than Dennis Miller in the booth. You can say whatever you want and run for office in this country right now. I'm not going to talk about Herschel Walker. I'm going to talk about Albert Pujols. So Albert Pujols, he's in the home run derby this year. I told Kyle earlier, Kyle's take was that there should be an age limit. I think that's really fucking antiquated way of thinking, Kyle. You know, let's not be ageist here.
1: Agreed. Put anybody who wants to be in it, in, also, in the MLB.
0: Dude, also, dude, can you name five, Nate Reed, name five home run derby winners the last 15 years.
1: Uh, Alonzo, right? That counts for two. He's back to back. Mike Trout, I think, won one.
0: See, now I think you're just throwing him out. But the <laughs> Robinson Cano? Oh, God damn it. Are you serious, Reed?
1: Oh, uh, Bryce Harper, because his dad was like, he was the, he was kind of like saucing it with the pitches. So,
0: so, Reed, does the Home Run Derby need a gimmick? Because the point I was going to make is that the gimmick can't hurt, but since you remember everybody who ever won a Home Run <laughs> Derby, maybe it doesn't need a gimmick.
1: You know what the gimmick could be? They put like a relative out in the outfield and they get more points if they hit uh, a home run that the relative catches it Ooh. and the less steps that that relative takes so say they hit it the the relative only takes one step like one step to the right that's like a hundred points the number of steps you know is removes from a hundred or something
0: sounds like video game shit honestly like just aiming for a little crash pad yeah I think it sounds to me like the home run derby is alive and well. How many dingers this year for Albert Pujols? Is is this kind of thought to be a legacy? I'm not going to fake the funk and say I've been watching a ton of baseball. Read it's not it's not crunch time yet.
1: Yeah, we didn't pick uh, teams this year. No, they, we didn't. Yeah, we
0: didn't. We yeah, did everyone 19.
1: everyone no. knows we, we've been slacking on baseball, but that's all right.
0: That's okay. There's yeah. time. Five, dude. He's got five home runs. So I know that some people are probably hot and bothered about this thing, man. (laughs) I know some people are upset, dude, this makes mockery of the home run Derby and all that. I don't give a fuck. Let the, let the boy watch. We got to watch Albert Pujols hit dongs, man. You don't know how long you're going to see that. That's right. This is, and Reed, if he's in the Derby, he, they're going to win. He's going to win the dirt. He, he's he, going to win. the. Home
1: run he derby. has to.
0: So I don't care what anybody says. This is good, good TV. And if, and if he wins the thing and you tell me it was played in the hanger, I, uh, know, yeah, I might believe you.
1: He's only, yeah. this is only his fifth career home run derby. I thought he would have had more last, uh, first one since 2015.
0: That's weird. You turn? i would I I probably, you probably turn him down. Cause you're tired from hitting so many right dingers.
1: during the season.
0: Yeah. You don't hit free dingers. You know, yeah. um, so that's the baseball stuff. That was baseball. Uh, and then the Zach Wilson stuff is just, uh, it's juicy Reed.
1: Yeah. It was revealed in an Instagram post that Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend is now dating Zach Wilson's ex best friend. And in the comments of that Instagram post, there were some accusations that Zach Wilson was in fact sleeping with his mom's best friend.
0: You know, Reed, we were talking about sports movies and every sports movie there's a, there's like a time where that protagonist encounters like adversity. And in this case, this protagonist, the adversity is the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Right? So what does that, that protagonist do? Usually he seduces an older lady. <laughs> okay. Movies like Bull Durham.
1: Noobs. That's a good one.
0: He couldn't hit the fucking strike zone until he got in the bathtub with Susan Saran. Susan Sarandon.
1: Sarandon. Am I
0: right? <laughs> Okay. And then it was like, he was painting the corners. Angel Hernandez couldn't call a ball on this motherfucker. He was like, <laughs> that's the way I remember it. Right. Is that not how it went? No, down? that's I exactly know. right. I, I could be wrong here. So I don't want to be like, actually you got the plot wrong in the movie. He, he was hitting the mascot and then he hooked up with Susan Sarandon. Okay. Take Talladega nights, for instance, Ricky Bobby he forgot how to drive. And then he got in the car with that Cougar. Is that
1: right? Yeah. And at That's first was a little he's... bit
0: more of a stretch cause it was actually a live cat. Right. But you, you get the picture, man. What's exactly what, what's going on. What I'm reading on the New York post is nothing but good news, man. It's nothing but good news and there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not going to shame Zach Wilson. I'm not, he was grieving the loss from a romantic sense of his girlfriend who had, had, as the kids are calling it, homie hopped. <laughs> and so, and so I'm not judging Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is going to have a big year. If what they say is true about Zach Wilson, this is just a rite of passage. This is like Indiana Jones when he goes over the invisible fucking bridge, you <laughs> get the chalice and he has ever everlasting life. That's what's going on in New York. So ignore the noise. I thought more people would have gotten my Milf Hunter uh, references on Twitter, but Reed, you're a little bit younger and I know you're afraid maybe some of your friends listen to this podcast,
2: so
0: <laughs> I don't have I to laugh too hard at that. But Zach Wilson, man, no judgment. What a, what a bad boy. He's becoming just a bad boy, dude. He's like Jim McMahon. Yeah. He's all of a sudden like Jim McMahon. He's like, Oh my God, Jim McMahon was Mormon. There's just a badassery going on with this guy now. Yeah, so not that Jim McMahon did this at all, Reed. I just feel like he's giving those vibes off of the, right now. Yeah. He's just running around sowing his wild oats, you know. Uh and he's doing it <laughs> at his in his neighborhood. So uh if what if what if what's alleged to be true is true. Now our friend Billy Football is is uh he's adamant he, about it. He's staunchly
1: concerned. defending Zach Wilson.
0: Staunchly. And I am too, in a different way. I'm saying, who cares? Good for him. And here's another thing, Reed, I'm 37 years old. So now the people that they're calling milfs are my age. (laughs) So I'm not going to judge the kid at all, dude, at all. Listen, people freaked out about the Lamar Jackson thing. They freaked out about him not being in that ESPN top 10. I'm not going to get into something that ridiculous, a top 10 list of quarterbacks like yeah, it's July, man. I'll tell you what, he's in my top five list of players I, I don't want to play. He's on my top five list of players I don't want to rush. I started noodling with a list like that earlier, Reed. Maybe i finish it later this week and send it to you on a voice note. Perfect. Not as, not, That's not voice note worthy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's voice note worthy. But anyways, I, I feel like Lamar is going to have a good year, man. You see him on that picture the the other day, he had really bulked up. This guy he's got he's got delts and shoulders and shit like that it's it's unfair if he if he's uh if he's got a truck stick this year
1: and we talked to rg3 and he gave us kind of the rundown of what lamar has been doing to improve himself to kind of uh take that next step to really punch into the top 10 even the top five qbs which we think he already is one of but
0: yeah i, I do think i think he's a top 10 quarterback i think he's a, i think he's right outside the top five um and i think the thing that gets tough here is I mean, danger is danger to an NFL defense. I don't care, you know, how you qualify, what that danger feels like. This guy's pressing NFL d- defenses every Sunday. Um, he he's definitely kind of the straw that serves a the drink there. And they, they've been a very relevant football team, even with some deficiencies. So, um, I'm not going to sit here and have Lamar Jackson arguments in July. The guy's got something to prove, uh, but it ain't much. Okay. So, um, Lamar Jackson, hell of a football player and a dynamite alley-oop there before we get to Darren Waller, RG three, our friend, friend of the program, getting, the, getting a big, big job, dude, big job, big, fuck you money, dude.
1: Big hat tip to him.
0: Big hat. He's tip to RG three. Now he gets to get on that. He should get on that, that halftime show and just dunk on people, dude, but he won't because he's a high road guy. It's a high road guy. Oh man, the Washington football team playing on Monday night. RG3 out there in a pea coat just shitting on the on the football on the Commanders, dude. In some gloves, holding a microphone. God bless him. I know he won't do that though because he's a he's a classy individual.
1: Very classy.
0: Uh friend of the program, as I say now that I'm part of the SEC Read Uh Virginia's is- sweet tea and magnolia trees. I'm just waiting on that fucking report to, to get some legs. <laughs> I mean, some swimming blog says that Virginia is going to the sec and I willingly, yes, it's a bit you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, we, we, we fit the sec like chocolate milk and fried chicken, <laughs> but here's, here's Darren wall. I got to give my parents back their living room. So again, we're going to be on, vacation we've got some great interviews for you Leela melvin michael vent thank you dad appreciate it you hear that yeah the open guy walked through here and doors the open which proves he wasn't listening because i was talking <laughs> about zach wilson <laughs> we're on vacation i love y'all but i love myself more and i love reed more and we need a break of sorts so uh so we will pop in from time to time but enjoy these interviews hope everybody's doing great Enjoy Darren Waller, and then worst places to have to ship. When you're building a dream team, great scouts can help you find the future MVPs first. To hire great talent faster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates, whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is the unbelievably powerful hiring partner delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest, 2019 sign up for indeed now and get $75 credit towards your first sponsored job plus earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with indeed's virtual interviews visit indeed.com slash blue wire to learn more claim your credits at indeed.com slash blue wire indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right so I got Darren Waller here I'm glad I'm not a nickel corner dude I'm glad I'm not somebody who has to to cover these tight ends anymore. When I came in the league in 2008, I often remind people, me and George Kittle had a long conversation about this. Tight ends did not do the things that tight ends do now, man. They're like different football players. Where do you think that position goes from here? Like, do you see that position changing? It's like a chess match, it feels like in football. Offense and defense, personnel changes, trends change. Where do you think that position goes?
3: I feel like it's a position that's becoming more and more fit to, you know, carry a team's passing game. I mean, you see it on a lot of different occasions with, you know, myself for a couple of years, Travis for a long period of time, George, you know, Mark Andrews, setting franchise records in Baltimore Kyle Pitts, like, you know, just guys that have all the abilities necessary to, you know, be the focal point of the passing game for teams and, you know, hopefully being compensated as such.
0: Exactly. Okay. Well, there's the alley oop to question too, which is how do we go about paying these tight ends? Cause we talked about it with Kelsey and George was talking about it. How do we evaluate? Because there's still variability in like what a tight end does. Like we're not at the point now where all guys have skill and that's not to throw shade at anybody who blocks most of the time or anything, but how should they classify
3: that and get guys paid? I don't know if it's like a, if it's a certain benchmark of, of stats or like percentages of places lined up, Um, percentages of routes ran or read. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but I feel like it couldn't, it shouldn't be that complicated. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, the impact that a certain guy is having on your team and he should be paid according to that impact.
0: Yeah, and y'all deal with some of the highest paid you're right next to the highest paid guy on the team in the tackle, outside of like quarterback or whatever. You're you're chipping some of the highest paid guys on defense. You know, you're matching up with maybe their most versatile player and you're involved in the run the run game and the pass game. I don't see what's so hard about this shit, dude.
3: Right. It's, I feel like it's the most complex set of skills that you have to have on the field, you know. I mean I mean you look at just a certain craft, I feel like quarterback and corner are like ridiculously hard to do, but at yeah. the same time, wide range of skills that you have to have. I feel like it's no more than a tight end. And I don't think it's close.
0: And y'all get absolutely like teed off on sometimes. Like, you know, you're in the middle of the field and <laughs> you're tall. Like I was talking to George about this. Cause we were talking about if LeBron played football. Cause everybody makes the tight end comparison. And he was like, man, LeBron's too tall. Like no offense to LeBron, but like it is a motherfucker to catch a ball, turn your head. And like immediately people are rifling at your knees and ankles.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I feel like I'm tall enough as it is. I wouldn't want to be an inch taller because yeah, those guys are flying in at your knees. I remember I got hit on one with uh, I think it was Jesse Bates. With a There's like a picture of me. It looked like I'm in like a three-legged dog yoga pose.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. I think the is the only reason you know that pose is because your co-host, which we'll talk about this podcast a little bit. Your co-host is a yoga guy, right? Yeah, Donnie. Yeah, He's Donnie. About- yeah. So you yeah. you got some yoga ac- ac- acumen now. Yep. That's so Oh, who who's a guy? You said Jesse Jesse Bates got a good shot on you. Who's a guy that you're like, man? I got to watch this guy.
3: I'll put Derwin James in that category. Patrick Queen smoked me on a uh, against the, against the Ravens. Yeah. I caught like you know flat route and then, like had to spin back in and he was just right there, just under my chin. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of dudes, man. A lot of dudes that are explosive and powerful. Those are some that kind of. Come out the gate. uh My rookie year, it was Dante Whitner. He hit me in the chest on the crossing route and gave me a concussion without hitting me in my head. So
0: that is special, dude. It's the whiplash <laughs> of the collision, dude. And Whitner was an, they called him Hittner, dude. Yeah. Like young guys now don't know Dante Whitner like that, but Dante Whitner would lay you out, bro. I'll always remember him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course you will. So, are there tight ends that you don't think get enough love in the league? Like certain guys that you think are a little bit underrated when you watch them on film. I was going back and forth about tight end you and some of the, you know, the less famous cats that are out there making plays on Sundays. Who do you like watching?
3: I mean, 2019 and 2020, my tight end coach had uh, put me onto a lot of uh, Cam Cam Break from the uh, Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucs, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, I mean, he was killing it. Like back when Jameis was there, yeah, uh, quarterback, like a lot of things that he was able to do. He was a guy that really jumps out for me, but yeah, there's been a lot of guys like John and and Hunter, um, things they've been able to, uh, throughout their careers. Uh, I really like Irv Smith. I thought he was going to do some big things, but I think he got got hurt before last year, but the way that he was training, the way that he was working, I thought he was going to do some pretty special things. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, can make plays when called upon for sure that are, uh, and it's good to have that tight end you to spend time around those guys. Uh, Mike Kosicki is a dog, Dalton Schultz, you I know love,
0: I love watching Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got a little swag too. Mike's got like some swag to
3: him, yeah. dude. <laughs> he has a little shoulder shimmy when he makes a
0: play. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it is. I never had the shoulder shimmy, dude. That that's 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 that's, <laughs> that's that's good shit there from Mike. I how much how much of what y'all do at tight end? Because it's so funny. I banged heads with tight ends for so many years. Now that I'm sitting in this seat, I can really ask you all these questions. I always wondered about how much is it nonverbal with you and a quarterback? Is it more or less nonverbal than it is with a wide receiver? Like, because you guys are sitting down in spots and zones, and like, you know, there's certain routes that you run or options and that sort of thing. Like, how important is it, especially a tight end, to have that relationship with a Derek Carr where you guys can kind of finish, not finish each other's sentences because that's corny, but like out on the field, like, you guys can probably read, hey, what you're about to do. He knows it because you guys have wrapped this, even if it's off script.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, even if it's just like a thumb or just like a, a head or or like you said, like there are certain situations like even in this offseason program where they were like, okay, we're running this against this coverage but a different coverage showed up and I was just like, mm, I just kind of broke to the middle right. and, there, and the was already there, you know, and we hadn't even have gone over it. So I feel like that that time together has definitely translated into him knowing what, my reactions are going to be in me kind of like anticipating what he's about to do.
0: Is there any reset of any nature with that communication? Because Josh is there now and there's like new concepts. I mean, how has that process been with Josh coming in?
3: I would say it's not a lot. Of, it's just a lot of new terminology and a new way of like wording things right, and right. shifts and things like that. But once you're running the routes and the plays and you get the, the concept names down, it's really... It's really just football at the end of the day. Pretty much everybody's running similar things. Maybe a little, little few minute details that are different, but I feel like we're picking up on it just fine.
0: How much are you learning from, or how much is Devontae learning from you? Like, you guys play different positions, but I'm sure you pick up on work habits and just little route running deals. I mean, he's just he's incredible.
3: Uh, yeah, I try to go, go get in the uh, in the line with him and the individual when they're releasing and releases on the little tire man over there in the corner and he's working his little like double hand swipe uh windshield wiper off the line or you know just I don't know it's just like you know what the release he's gonna do the little split with the shake but it's like it's just so smooth and quick and effective and guys are just about to shit themselves yeah. trying, to, trying to stop it and it's just like I'm over there in line just watching him or you know if it's in a team period I'm not in and he's in like I'm just trying to be like alright what is it about that that makes it so effective and it's just I don't know man it's just a balance and just a mindset of you know I'm running shit out here and nobody's gonna make me move at a pace that isn't my own
0: and I think he's great you just said it like he's great with his hands and his feet you know there's two there's the totally different skill sets right how have you seen Derek change over the last couple years how have y'all changed over the last couple years it's been a trying couple years for y'all I mean last year alone felt like 10 lifetimes for that team I've never seen a team go through so much stuff. Does that change y'all's personality fundamentally in some way?
3: When things were happening the way they did, I felt like it would. It would just kind of like harden guys up, but I don't know. It just kind of brought guys together. And it just just created even more of a a fun environment just to want to be around those guys because you knew like anytime you'd go outside of the building or anywhere else, people would kind of be like, oh, man, it's got to be rough. It's got to be rough. It's got to be rough. And it's like, yeah, it's tough seeing guys that. We're part of the process not being there anymore, but guys that were still there we had such good relationships with each other and enjoyed just being around each other and playing with each other week in and week out. So it was, I don't know, it just made for guys to band together and you see, like, oh man, how great you guys performed in adversity. It was just like, I mean, we did that because, you know, we were still excited about being there, not necessarily focused on the negative, but just focused on, you know, being there for guys that you enjoy being around because you don't want to let them down and you want to continue to show up for them and i feel like that's all that was
0: you can forget some really fucked up shit that's going on at work you know like if you're with your buddies right. you know that's probably the best thing that you could be doing with everything that went on last year is playing football for a living i mean exactly. you know you can really go into kid mode and have fun and work hard like get it out of your head i just felt like I felt like that team was, it was so special. I know you guys didn't make a deep postseason run like you might've liked to have, but just even getting there and over, I know that's not what guys wanna hear, but just overcoming all that shit is incredible. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And the coaches, I know that had to be a hard thing with Rich and, and Gus and all those guys, like the older dudes, you guys had some like amazing old coaches that I know you're starting fresh with Josh, but it had to be hard to see those guys go.
3: Yeah, yeah, those guys that everybody everybody liked. You know, Gus always had his phrases of the other day and his quotes, and you know, Rich would, you know, Rich cared about you on a human being level and uh, wanted you to succeed. So, yeah, seeing those guys leave, like everybody, everybody wanted them to stay. Everybody wanted them to be the guys. But I mean, you understand the nature of of the business, and you know, having these new guys come in, I, I, don't know, I just feel like Rich and them, they definitely served their. Their purpose for this team this franchise and then some and they deserve a lot of credit for you know where we're about to go
0: that the week 17 week 18 game i can't keep track anymore how many fucking weeks there are in the season wow week 18 week 18 it's a tie right you guys are it's like a shit show we were doing a live watch of that game take me on the field like i i saw guys eckler in handshake line like talking to a teammate or something of that effect and he's like, wait, we were trying to tie it or it was just completely confusing. Was it confusing to all the guys on the field? What was going on in that little sequence at the end of the game?
3: I had no idea what intentions were. I was under the impression that we were just trying to go in and put them out because like the Chargers, like, let's put them out of their misery. You know, <laughs> like going to – uh, the playoffs so that's why that's what I thought it was I mean last game you see like oh no well it looked like they were trying to. I had no idea
0: yeah so are the Chiefs like the clear rival in that division I mean I not to pick one but like when I talked to what was it we were talking to Unique about this and he was like yeah because the whole stomping on the logo thing Like, if you, like, the yeah, I guess that, I guess Yannick answered the fucking question with the actions, but is it, does it go like Chiefs, and then obviously they're all great teams, but is there one team that bothers you the least in the division, or are they just all kind of like, the AFC West is kind of hot?
3: I mean, I feel like it's always been wars and battles with everybody in there, you know, I feel like. I mean, even if you look at the Broncos, I feel like their roster, I mean, if you take the quarterback position out of the picture for the last few years has been as good as anybody. So it's like, it's never a cakewalk with any one of those teams, you know? But it's like, I guess the Chiefs, it adds a little more just because of what they've accomplished and how they've, you know, dominated essentially the division over recent memory. And it's like, you know, that kind of just rubs you the wrong way until somebody does something about it. (laughs) Yeah, no
0: question. Do do? you Yeah, exactly. I was in the NFC West when the Seahawks were good. It was like, fuck, I hate them, but I guess somebody's (laughs) got to do something about it here. Oh, this hate them is not really doing anything. How much, like somebody like the Honey Badger, like what do you miss when you miss the Honey Badger? Like, because obviously he's going down to New Orleans. um, He's not going to be in Kansas City anymore. He was a really productive player for them. It's a really important position as we touched on. What are they going to miss?
3: I feel like it's just like the like just the dog nature like just like uh, that dude's like a lion out there you know It's like not many people can replicate that level of just like raising everybody else's intensity level and energy level and just a a collective confidence up. so I wondered who's gonna be that for them now because few people if any can do it the way that he does And, and I feel like he gave them identity especially when you know I feel like they'd struggled during the season but then when it came time in the playoffs they would just like flip a switch almost Right, and I had to been leading the leading on the front lines of of that mindset and that mental shift, so i it, we'll see how how that works for them.
0: I want to talk about Vegas as a city to play in because you have a unique perspective, man. everybody knows your story. I think for me it's it's wild that you're you're so good at this, not just talking about it and helping people w- through your story, but obviously, like when you're in recovery, every day is you're on, right, is the way I understand it. Like, I think people don't understand it, like, oh, it's good that that's in the past, but, you know, I know it's, you're constantly tested, and it's Vegas, man, like, with your background, how did the Vegas thing go down? I mean, you were signed off a practice squad or something, like, how did that technically go down? How did you end up in Vegas, and like, is any part of you like, fuck, I'm about to go try to beat this thing, and I gotta do it in Las Vegas?
3: yeah no nah, it was definitely uh that was definitely part of it uh 2018 i got reinstated to the league i was back in baltimore that's where i originally got drafted was on the practice squad till thanksgiving the sunday after thanksgiving and then the raiders claimed me and i went to oakland i played the rest of that 2018 season then played the whole 2019 in oakland and then we moved to vegas in 2020 last time i was in vegas i was in a bin i was on a bender so i was like we'll see how this goes um <laughs> but uh just being here i mean just the the meetings and the recovery and people that I formed friendships with like yeah. in that community have been amazing. And, you know, just like setting up my foundation and stuff. And it's like, now I'm like, there's no place that I feel like I'd rather be, you know, and be at peace and be grounded in my recovery than here. It's like, that's like, it's just God having a sense of humor of like, yeah, placing you there and you, having you be like a voice of change and a voice of something different when most people would, think that you'd be like, well, like tempted every day to not run into a casino and, uh, do all whatever type of nonsense is down there. So it's been, it's been amazing.
0: Is it more about the people around you, or the place around you? Cause it sounds like if you have the right people around you, it doesn't matter where you are.
3: Exactly. Yeah. You can, and, and it shifts your perspective, you know, and allows you to be like, I got, there's a purpose for me being here and it's to, you know, like a lot of people's lives can be made better by me continuing on this path and continuing to give. You know, it's it's bigger than me at this point. And a lot of people around me that have a shared vision are going in the same direction and want to see me do those things that I want to do. And yeah, it, it I feel like you can be anywhere and uh, and be straight.
0: I was watching the interview you had with Taylor Rooks just a little bit, and and you were talking about a guy named Paul. Obviously a very important figure to you, but my ears really perked up when you were talking about underground tunnels in Vegas
3: yeah paul paul is my guy man paul uh he lived down there for just under four years i believe yeah and so yeah that's his community and he started his uh found the foundation shine a light uh to go down there and bring people out put them into rehab recovery sober living whatever it it is but um but yeah i went down there with him once and that was a really surreal really perspective shifting journey you know because like you're down there it's like complete utter darkness you know people living in sewers and whatnot and you can look up through sewer crates and see caesar's palace and different casinos and it's like these people are there's and they run all under town and it's crazy how me and paul connected because he said the tunnel that he would go in and out of the most was the exit that i live off of now in vegas right just like it, it goes all throughout the city i think there's like 1500 to 2000 people living under there wow and yeah wow
0: Two thousand people living under Las Vegas, dude. And for the most part, I mean, if somebody has an opportunity to get out of there and live a more normal life, they're gonna take that opportunity or it just depends on the person.
3: Yeah, it depends. But I was also down there on one where they uh were like, you know, they have the phone numbers on the wristbands and yeah, you know contact me ready to come out and the dude was like I don't want to come out like I'm comfortable down here and it's yeah. like you get these isolate themselves so much and don't want to deal with the world and anything that it has to offer and that they want that they go to that place and when it's like you think they want to come out they're like I don't want none of that like I want to stay here like I can control what's going on down here
0: yeah we used to do in St. Louis we worked with a place called the St. Patrick Center it was a homelessness uh, a homeless shelter and like a services provider so like we'd go out and try to give people a home or, you know, be like, hey, we're, we're going to put you up in a, in a hotel for, until you get on your feet, until X amount of time. It was me, me and one of my teammates and like of the three people that we, st- like I think two out of the three didn't even want the help. You know, they, they just were like not ready to accept the help or fundamentally this is not somewhere they're comfortable in a hotel. It was more like, hey, I'm comfortable living the life I'm living and That's gotta be tough when you're like, I can tell you what I think the right thing is for you from experience and and whatnot, but you're not ready to be helped right now or this isn't a lifestyle that you're ready to live.
3: Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's kinda like with sobriety as well. It's like people, at the end of the day, people have to arrive at that decision themselves and want the change for themselves or you can't, nothing's gonna be forced among people because I mean, in my case, like I'm just gonna, my wall's are just gonna build higher and higher. The more you try to force yourself upon me so it's like going down there with like an element of grace and compassion it's like like we went down there we handed out socks and batteries for their lights and um uh, snacks and waters and stuff like that and it's just like you know hey how you doing like just want to let you know we're thinking about you just want to say hello bring you some stuff and not necessarily be like yo you need to get out of here and all this stuff it's just like they are where they're at and we have to accept them where they are and love them until they are ready to make that decision even if they ever don't continue to still love them anyway
0: I was like, man, what if I asked Darren you know, that question? What would the Darren Waller day say to the old Darren Waller? Would you say anything? Cause like it wouldn't fucking matter. Or like, you know, you weren't gonna listen anyways. Like, how does that work? You, and, and if you could reverse engineer like how you could have gotten to where you are quicker, is there even another option? Like, could anybody have done anything differently? It was just all you had to decide.
3: I feel like every part of the experience was necessary. I remember, um Two times I saw this dude, you ever heard uh Chris Heron? Yeah. Basketball yeah, I heard player. Him speak twice. And after both times he spoke, I was like, Wow, powerful. Well, time to go get high. Like, yeah. And it's you know, you hear that shit and it's like if anything's gonna shift you to change what you're doing, like it might be an experience like that. But I was just like, No, no, like I'm gonna carry carry on. So it's like, I don't know if I came around and said something that um you know, because I wasn't in a place where I was ready to receive or ready to learn from other people. Because in a way, my addiction made me uh, self-centered. It made me think that whatever way that I went about doing things was the only way. There was no other way to consider or to, you know, to even hear out. It was like, I'm doing it this way. And if you're against me, like, I'm running somewhere where I can't hear you or you can't get to me. and That's just how it's going to be. So I don't think that there were any words that I could have said or anybody could have said that would have brought me out of it earlier. I was just so fixated on that being my way and that I needed that and I had to have it. That took me getting humbled the way that I was for me to be like, oh, I'm really not in control. I'm actually being controlled.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because here you are, this person who's has the fortitude and the, the toughness and the drive to do everything you've done and that person's in there, but there's this fence. You know, it's, it's a mind fuck, dude. It's a total mind fuck. That's crazy. How about mental health? Like just as it pertains to somebody, even if you don't have a substance abuse problem, mental health in football, have you ever gone out on the field and been like distracted by the state of your mind? Like since you got clean?
3: It's, I don't think I have. Um, I feel like I've been in a place where I've been calm and been in a place where it's like, I don't know. I felt like the best thing that ever happened to me was detaching from the results or the way that I appeared or where I was ranked on certain lists or, you know, things like that. And just taking an element of what am I, you know, what am I giving to this team? You know, what, or like a play to play basis of my best effort, the best attitude I can have and the best preparation I can have and literally keeping it that simple. And then, you know, numbers have taken care of themselves, you know. Anytime I'm out there and I'm like, I think back in my early career, I'm like, I gotta make a play. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And it's just like, you get so tense and it's just like, instead of just letting the game flow, how it's supposed to, you know, it may not start the way you think, but you may make a, a key play later on in the game. And it's like, you can't control the process and the flow of things. and It's not always going to look perfect. I always want things to look perfect because that's what I tie my identity to. And yeah. as soon as I take out of my performance, and it just being who I am, who I'm becoming, that's when it allowed me to enjoy the game and be like, yeah, I used to like doing this. And then I can just go out there and just keep it simple as me playing a game, me being out here with guys that I like, and it's just all about my perspective that I bring to it.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, if you, it's it sounds like the easiest thing in the world to do, but detaching yourself from people, the reception of what who you are or what your numbers say or that sort of thing, like, it's so interesting. The best lesson to me <laughs> in my career is like when I retired, I realized how fucking little it mattered. People never cared. They cared for five minutes on Sunday. They might wear your jersey. Like I'll see somebody in my jersey from back in the day. I'm like, that's cool. But by and large, the people you're worrying about aren't worried about you. If they mm-hmm. offer criticism, it's in passing. Like, so mm-hmm. why, why are you hung up on this guy? You know what I mean? Like They're gonna move on when you retire. It's in your best interest to not care what they think. But that's increasingly harder because social media has created a whole nother issue with people's mental health. I mean, whether you're a player or whether you're somebody just sitting on Twitter all day, like that stuff affects your mental health as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I've made, it, it's been a priority for me to just like, literally not be in the know on things that even happen around the league or just in news. It's like, if I post something on Instagram, I'm yeah. posting and I'm logging off and deleting the app off my phone immediately. And I'll pop back on when I'm ready to throw something else up a few days or maybe be a couple of weeks, but it's like, I don't know i feel like I, my peace is much more abundant when i'm not on that app because that app makes you want to compare yourself comparison. to comparison you take things personally and it's like you know what's the point in me doing that i i know what's going on in the world i'm in the know i know what's going on what's cool what's not but i don't i have any peace or i'm always like feeling like i'm less than like i don't feel like that's a compromise i'm trying to make
0: yeah it's also like what are you getting out of it you know like right. for some people you're monetizing something online so you're you're paying the bills like I gotta get on and, and post socials of this podcast. Like you got a guy that probably posts your socials and that sort of thing like so you don't have to dive in the shit you know, but if you can get in and get out, that's the best way. I actually just got a second phone dude. I have a second phone with no apps on it and I just sh- shuffle between my real phone and, and and the side phone, which has now become the main phone because I just don't even want to look at the app. like if you look at the app, it's like a it's like burning a hole in your pocket. They, they rewire your brain the way
3: that they, they've engineered these things, dude. Facts. Yeah. You got to That's that's why that's the main reason why I delete the app. There's a there's a while I have my phone like complete just black and white. So it took the colors off the apps. It's like anything to like make my phone less attractive and keep me present into the real world. Yeah, you know, And just having like conversations like these with people, you know, instead of just like just being on that app and just like the hamster wheel in my mind starts going. It's just like then they'll tell them where I'm going after that.
0: What do you do now that actually like you that besides football that you you get that kind of that kind of high from like because you know there's safe ways to feel good and I know now yeah. you probably find all types of really enriching ways to feel good.
3: For me, I I make music. Uh, I record right here in my house, like one chair over. That's awesome. Uh, make beats and stuff. Uh, that's my true like the thing I enjoy the most doing out of anything. And then also just being out in nature and seeing different places. Like I went to Lake Tahoe a few days ago yeah, for the first awesome. time amazing just doing a tour and being in the mountains and being around the water and stuff like that kind of stuff is amazing to me like i never thought that i would just want to be out in nature like but here i am you know trying to go to national parks and stuff like that and that's just what i love doing i probably say those two the most well darren waller
0: get a camper van like an influencer like you know
3: I, <laughs> like one of
0: my, those dope I, sprinter I, vans dude
3: Lord, I, don't, I don't know if i'm gonna be the influencer, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm a move low key.
0: Okay, good. So, with the music, man, like, uh, what did you listen to growing up? Because I don't want to date myself. How old are you? I'm 29. So, a 29 year old, like, w- you're inspired to make beats and make music. Like, who inspired you to do that as as a young fan of, of, of rap or hip hop music? Jay Z.
3: I grew up in Atlanta, so I was ludicrous. I took a liking to ludicrous very early on. Yeah. Mm hmm. Kanye, anything New York rap. My dad, but uh, like Wu Tang, Most deaf, Gang Star guys like like hip hop like that. What do you like now? I'm a lot. I'm a lot of underground now. Like I don't even really listen to a lot of uh, mainstream music. There's an artist out here in Vegas. His name is Euros E U R O Z. It's one of my favorite rappers right now. Right. There's another another guy from back home where I'm at from in Georgia. His name's Sari the Kid. He has the best rap album of the year. I think. Him and Kendrick might be one A and one B. I love Kendrick's um, album. So it's guys like that. But yeah, I don't really listen to a lot of mainstream rap. I don't know. I guess I'm more conscious of the message and it's just like so much nonsense out there right now. So I just try to, I don't know, I'm, p- I'm more picky with my rap music these days.
0: Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> well, how about Drake with the dance album, dude? You got to, I, I listened the first time. I'm like, I'm not really here for this. Are, are you into the dance concept?
3: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm cool with it. I was, uh, I I was listening to like a few uh, other songs last night with my girl, and it was like it was cool, you know. Like it, it, it's like a vacation type of thing. Yeah. You got back of like a you're in the beach or something.
0: Yeah, no question. The the Kendrick shit was awesome. I love Kendrick. The I've, the United in Grief has gotten fifty spins in my truck, yeah. dude. I can't play that thing out. How you can make a song that's fucking just slaps, but it's also so fucking like insightful is incredible right.
3: to me, as only he could. So, right. I was really blown away by the, um, I think it's called "We Cry Together," where it's like him and the girl arguing with each other, but they're mm-hmm. rapping. Mm-hmm. I was, this is ridiculous right here.
0: Well, it's pushing the it's pushing the confines. I mean, like I remember when rap was like verse hook verse hook, and now it's like people are making this immersive music. We need more concept albums. We need more like Sonic kind of just off the wall shit. I, I I love that. I'm glad it's going
3: that way. Yeah, no doubt.
0: So you've got comeback stories with Donnie.
3: Yeah, we just, I mean, we try to have a conversation with people. Like, one that stands out is we did uh, one with Steve Smith Sr. a few weeks ago. And it's like, not one question was led with football. Like, football may have gotten sprinkled in a little bit, but it was really just like life story. He shares about, like, traumas from his past and just like how he's overcome those. So we really try to make it, like, more humanized. Like, we know these pe- what these people do, but... It's more so about diving into what they've had to face, what they are, how they overcame it and how that contributed to the success that they had. Like Michael Phelps, I think he's going to be the first episode. And like the way he went deep was just like incredible. And it's like, I know people will be inspired by him sharing. Cause it's like, you look at him, as like this iconic, like, oh man, I could never be like Michael Phelps. But then he talks about what he went through and it's like, damn, I experienced that shit too. Like, I feel like that when I go to work, I feel like that when I'm with, people that i want to be friends with but i don't really know if they want to be around me type of thing so but yeah it's just a, just kind of like to bridge the gap where people like are super successful but it's like they can you'll be able to relate to them by what they've gone through
0: that's cool you do them all in vegas
3: yeah we're recording out of uh, the uh blue that studio. that shiny studio dude
0: that studio yeah. is sick hey when we come in town i feel like man we really made it like they really got our picture up here, dude. <laughs> so, hey, and then and then you guys get great guests probably that come through, which is awesome. I see you got Mike Vick coming up. So, as podcasting, like, have you started your little bucket list of guests? Because we kind of have one over here. Like, do you have a bucket list of guests that Darren Waller wants to sit down with and uh, and and hit some of
3: these topics? Yeah, they told us to make a list, and we made. I made a list, and they were like, "Oh, I'm like you, oh, you got high hopes here." And it's like, yeah, I got. Peyton Manning, Jay Z, Tony Hawk, uh, yeah, Barack, dude. Oprah Winfrey. I got all kinds of people on there. So. Yeah, dude, you're
0: taking shots. First play, dude. First drive. You're you're <laughs> sudden change. Awesome. Taking a shot. How about what do you think about Draymond? That's my last thing, man. Because you know, as we tape this, the finals had just wrapped up. I'm a huge Draymond fan. I thought it was just ridiculous that people. Well, it's not ridiculous because I don't know that I could handle doing a podcast after the finals. I mean, like, but that's me. I know Draymond's doing it and he's a three-time, now four-time champion. Like, he probably knows what he can and can't handle. How hard is it for you to do the media thing while you're still exposed to criticism as a player? Because, you know, people, they think, like, we just get in, like, a bubble all day and play football. Like, nobody goes home and does anything else. How has it been for you doing podcasting while you're a player?
3: I feel like it's been great just because like i feel like i have that experience with music because i've been putting albums out since like 2017 so i'm like you know i made that decision to be like no matter what people may say whether they love it or whether they don't like i'm going to do this because i want to do this and i feel good about what i'm doing and so that kind of carries over into the podcast where i'm like i don't know and then just what we talk about i feel like reminds me of what really matters when i do get too caught up in the performance of things because like we would record the day after games or like on the off day, sometimes and it's just like, you know, some games may not be the greatest you go in there and it's just like, man, this is what it's, it's really about. You know, like I'm going to attack this football thing and put the best that I have while I'm still doing it. But you know, this is the stuff that uh, really matters. And I need to carry these kind of conversations over into the locker room. So it's, I don't know. It just keeps me balanced. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You've got comeback stories coming out
0: July 11th and Darren Waller, man, this has been a lot of fun. I hope to have you on again sometime. I I want to pee. You did a song with Max Crosby, right? Yeah. That, hey, that's my guy. I love Max Crosby. You got Darren and Max Crosby on a song. So go check out his music. It's fucking actually really good. And the, and the podcast, again, is Comeback Stories, July 11th. So thanks for the time, Darren. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, Chris. Yeah, man. I'll catch you. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789.
4: All right, so we're playing in four players, hoping for four rounds. Worst place to have to take a shit, starting with Nate.
5: Number one off the bat is any portal potty. That has to be. That's the that's the player. That has to be number one. It's it's not about the portal potty. It's more the thought that hey, if someone really wants to be an asshole right now, they can tip you. They can push this thing over (laughs) and. It would get real shitty.
1: <laughs> or if you're on Jackass, they could tie it to a uh, to a bungee and shoot it up into the air. Yeah,
5: exactly. There's just a lot of things that you can, a lot of things that can go wrong <laughs> with shitting in a porta potty. So that's my number one pick. Yeah,
0: I always think like, uh, wonder what's down there. Like, is there anything alive down there? It's kind of <laughs> too far to see.
4: <laughs> Does the location of the porta potty matter to you? Because there's like certain places where. Porta potties oh. better than other porta potties. Listen,
0: in the VIP area of a music festival, the porta potties in two thousand twenty two are pristine. You could eat off the urinals, man.
5: It's just I mean, it, they're they're like stage coaches. I'll never forget being at Foxfield the one time I went and watching people run and race across the top of the porta potties and thinking <laughs> this is why you're waiting in line. And people throwing full beers at these people <laughs> running across <laughs> like it was like a game. Yeah. But all I'm thinking about is I'm waiting on this line. And what if I'm pissing and someone falls through the roof of this portal party while bo- they're running across? Then you're both going down. Oh, my goodness. It would be fucking terrible. Yeah, you'd end up in China.
2: <laughs> a shitty situation, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very shitty. That's good. With the number two pick. With the number two pick, I'm going to go with airplanes or buses. God. Oh, well, because, wait.
0: You got you to you know. pick
5: one.
2: Oh, I'm going to go airplanes because I travel more on airplanes and uh, especially when you're with uh, with Gen Pop, when you're not traveling with other football players, like <clears throat> there's no chance that you're going to find me trying to use a number two. If there was an emergency on a plane, I don't know what would happen, man, because I could barely stand up in that thing. I would imagine sitting would be more comfortable, but I don't know if shitting would be more comfortable. I've shit on a commercial airline, I think maybe
0: like seven times in one flight. And now it wasn't, (laughs) it was international though. It was international. This is like, we're going to be here for like half a day. And most people have like the Hudson News bubble guts. You know, I wouldn't say seven times, but at least three. Wow. Once you do it, it's not that scary. All these years you look at that thing, you're like, man, I can't believe that guy really just went up there and blew it up. That just means... If you haven't shit on an airplane, you just didn't have to shit bad enough. That's all. I think I agree with you, Chris. Yeah. If you got to poop worse, you'll poop.
4: It's kind of like a big guy problem too, right? Like I could take a shit on an airplane. It's not that hard.
0: It, it's it is a big guy problem, but it is funny when you when you walk up and like it's occupied, and then next thing you know, you like wonder who's gonna come out. They've been there a while, and it's like a it's like a dainty thirty year old woman, <laughs> and it just smells like uh death in there dude and she locks eyes with you and you're like I'm not just like baby formula shit yeah I'm like look at me dude I'm going to leave it worse than I found it okay sporting event dude sporting event is the worst place to take a shit it's all dudes they're all angry they're all drunk um just
2: piss everywhere de-
0: yeah, there's piss everywhere these sports fans they piss everywhere they just they pull their pants down they whip their dicks out and they just spin around in circles that's how they that's what, uh, uh, even at Soldier Field, Kyle, is probably disgusting. Actually, I know it's disgusting. It was my first pro game. Yeah, it's the worst place to, to take it I though. still
2: haven't seen a game there, you know, in the stands.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't great, Kyle, not at the porta potties <laughs> Another thing is everybody decides to go at the same time. Like, nobody's like, maybe I'll go during the commercial break in the third quarter. Nope, halftime.
1: I think your pants are a bad place to take a shit. Oof. I've done it a couple times. Your pants isn't a good place. Yeah, Wait, why that that's, are you
5: admitting that? That's a great, that's a great
1: pick. Hey, sometimes it happens, man. No, no, it doesn't. Hasn't happened recently, but sometimes it happens. Like you sharted, or like you just shit in your pants.
4: Oh, you know, it meets the criteria. Worst place to take a shit. Like, it's not the greatest. Then
1: you have to
5: think of how to clean it up. Can I side with facts here? <laughs> you're, you're wearing a diaper. it depends
1: on. Okay, you. you everyone you bo- everyone you went box, to the bathroom in you, your pants when you were well, you like can't five years his, old. can can't shit himself now today.
0: <laughs> what a day man reed can't shit himself Mm-mm. what a day Mm-mm. We need to get dr drew in this motherfucker yikes <laughs> the only issue i have with it, it the draft is where to take a shit or the worst place to have to take
4: a shit worst places to have to take a shit
0: in your pants yeah i guess Beard yeah you could do, be stuck reed, in i'm Carolina with you i'm getting there fight. i'm there reed okay it's not great when you know it's you coming. might win the draft
4: dude
0: <laughs> it might be over
4: wouldn't in your shorts be worse than in your pants
0: no, you don't want a turd on the side of your calf for an hour. You just, you need, you what need that. Of, what kind
2: of turd is sticking on the calf? Well, my calves <laughs> are in your re, pants. You know
0: how that is. If you're wearing like some tight khakis and you, and you shake <laughs> your pants, imagine so like for a, a second, going like to a fa- girl Kyle, go fa- They
2: <laughs> say you could, you could rest a drink on that ass. You can rest a shit on that calf. Yeah.
0: Same with you. You know how that is. But like, imagine you're actually wearing some pants that aren't like cargo uh, and there's degree. a there, there's will, a, have there's a semi-solid to, turd coming. To, I'd rather just fall out and I could like change locations, say
5: whose turd was that over there? Not mine. Or just tape the bottom of your pants. <laughs> and so that it doesn't leak out and you deal ah, with I it later. Girl I went to and school tighten, with and tighten your belt, tighten your belt and then to put tape like around the bottom of your pants <laughs> and you're good to go till you you're doing off. like you're doing like a surgery on this line. i mean you got to trap the smell it's more the smell i also. can't believe that we're doing we're devising strategies this is where i took us but it yeah it would never there be there was me, a though. gal
2: chris you that know, i went we to middle school to. with me and grant Houchins had gym class with her and she wouldn't change into gym shorts for for class for whatever reason. And and we caught, she had capris on with the cuffed bottoms, like the scrunchy bottoms, like Nate's talking about. And uh, we caught her shaking a shit out of her leg around behind like the volleyball nets. And yeah, (laughs) there was like a whole log that rolled out of her capris. It like, yeah, it was was crazy. And then she just went right back out and like, you know, served a volleyball or something. (laughs) Yikes. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a so t- that might be one of the best places to shit because
1: you could just dispose of it. That's wherever. not
0: true. Mm-mm. That's a because
1: t- you don't want to get caught either. Like you caught her, right? Yeah, yeah it, Kyle, it's, I, mean, I feel like it's easy to get caught. Kyle, what
0: if what if you guys were meant for each other and that happened? How do you rationalize that? I don't you're know, in love man. with
2: a girl that she's a ten, but she poops out of her <laughs> pants. <laughs> 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 okay,
5: so. <laughs> My, my next pick I'm going with probably when you're a kid in elementary or now like elementary or high school bathroom, just because cell phone. and I just like have that, that, that fear of your friends just reaching their phone over like and taking a picture like, ah, look, he's taking a shit at school. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I have to really, 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 really like almost, oh my God, I'm going to shit in my pants to like shit somewhere that like I'm not like comfortable or if it's someone's home, like nice like house. Well don't give up the big board.
2: Back okay. to Chris's point. It, these are all places that you would only shit if you have to shit. Yeah, dude. These and, are um, these are yeah. Okay. Okay, so with my second pick I'm going outer space. <laughs> and you know what, Kyle? It's, it's an unpredictable
0: a- shit. It's a great pick, man, because you're eating space food we we had I'll, I'll, I'll give up the cookies i don 't know if this is before or after you heard the pod, but Leland Melvin, who's uh, an astronaut on the pod, so and he talked about the fact that you 'll take a dump and it'll just float up by you like and, and like if you take a long shit, it like takes a while to get past your face and it goes up towards the ceiling. yeah, so yeah, terrible wow um i'll go presidential debate. <laughs> Think about that, dude. You've been working your whole life to become president. You you get up to the podium and you're talking about fucking uh, I don't know, like uh, like gerrymandering, and it just you just feel the like the water bubbler down there, and you just know you got a shit, and there's 37 minutes left in the, the debate. Free world's watching, dude. You but you probably could shit on the stage at a presidential debate and win the debate.
5: <laughs>
0: they have they're just so bad. In actuality, being forced to shit on the stage could backfire. Or, you know the other the other way around. You actually could end up the president.
2: We've seen you know the irony <laughs> is we've seen a lot of shit fall out of presidential <laughs> candidates' mouths. Yes, dude. <laughs> it's for sure
0: no, but people would be like, he's he, human. He, no, he's no. human. I think no, it's going to be more. You you're like oh fuck I got a shit I can't get to the bathroom like gun reform gun poop everywhere and then next thing you know people are like <laughs> yes thank
5: like you there's for the show a, there's
0: a slow clap and Did people you? are like yo he just he he really that was symbolic he's saying the debate art.
5: yeah that the it or that the debates have gone so south you should be a writer for South Park this is like a
1: South Park skit yeah dude <laughs> I dreamed of that <laughs> there was that one episode where they switched. Uh, Kyle's brother's pills and Tom Brady's pills. So Tom Brady got the <laughs> there the pills that made him go to the bathroom. So he's like, hud, hud, hud. And then he just kept shitting hud, himself. Hud, 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 hud. Hud. See, don't
5: give up the board. You're, you're taking you're taking my pig. I love when South Park does football.
2: Chad Henney would do that uh, during walkthroughs. He'd go, hot hot hot.
0: Oh, practice is not a bad place to have to take a shit. Practice is the best place to have to take a shit because you get like a break. You're like And it's always during stretch lines. I no, I used to do it during one on one pass rush. Pass. Individual and stretch lines was my poop time. Yeah, let me let me miss one on one pass rush. It's just a bunch of guys blocking me that I'm like, all right, dude, give me some tortill. <laughs> whoop your motherfucking ass, dude. On Sunday, you're blocking me on Wednesday. This is cool. It's November. Or I'd That's rather go inside.
2: The last place and... want to be, though, Chris. The last or, place I want to be, they too. say one on one pass rush, you're like, fuck, there yeah. goes my day. Or they're trying
5: like, to run you into the indoor facility wall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See if you're healthy or one on one. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah, these two.
0: <laughs> these two with their fights during individual periods. <laughs> That definitely would have them,
2: happened
5: mate. today. He's hey, testing today. Fun, yeah, we had fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was actually that was actually great. We got kicked out of practice. We got the missile. Can whole we get practice. a recount of that real quick? You just no. you know, pause this. You guys good?
2: <laughs> no, Nate beat me. I got mad. And then and then we, we got kicked out of practice because we were fighting. And the coach said, you guys, he canceled practice. And he goes, you guys are brothers. You guys are like brothers for Christ's sake. And then he goes, walk back to the cafeteria together now, together. Hold his hand.
5: And, and everyone had to watch us and continue practice. It was the indoor has windows. So everyone had to watch us walk across this field. But I was only upset because I was under the assumption that we were going to get fined and we didn't get fined so it was literally like a free day to be honest yeah well you guys really didn't have to hold hands did you no i don't think we hold hands but we walked
0: next to each other okay that'd be i want a painting of you two walking into the fucking facility like a really bad painting can somebody you know, paint in,
2: you know in the doctor's office when they say like patients and it shows like a dad holding a son's <laughs> hand walking yeah. off yes. the yes. distance? That yes. was like me and Nate. It was like learning. Holding our helmets. Can I get some if somebody, somebody
0: somebody <laughs> Ace Ace and Chico, my dude, can you paint us <laughs> um, a painting of Nate and Kyle holding hands in their practice jerseys, walking towards the practice facility in Lake Forest, holding hands? Like brothers.
2: (laughs) From the Walter Payton Center to House Hall. Oh, my God. And (laughs) then we had to sit and eat together. Yeah. And Nate was like, "I'm not talking to this fucking asshole." <laughs> like he wasn't even looking; he was just like shaking his head, eating his like mac and cheese, shaking his head. Yeah. Um,
5: because I'm worried about. I'm waiting
2: for. A I know that Nate. Conversation, Nate. I I I'm waiting night. for an opportunity to be like, "Hey, bro, I lost my cool a little bit <laughs> out there." And Nate was Nate looks up at me, I think, and he was like, "Yo, you're so dumb." <laughs> yeah, that, that
0: I, I remember getting that phone call. I was like, who'd you fight with today? Oh, like my. Best buddy, Nate. Like, your best buddy, Nate. Like, or you fought with one of our friends. Oh this is getting God. complicated. You know, it's William Hayes, and then it's Nate. It's almost like one of those things. He has to fight all my friends.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. I realize it. Oh, yeah. fuck. Next,
1: it's me. <laughs>
0: yeah, Matt no, yeah, bad. Bad. Kingston. Uh. That's good.
1: That's good shit right there. I would imagine prison would be a bad place to take a shit. Oh. <laughs> I've never done it, but... Oh, I would man. imagine that would be a tough place I wouldn't want to do it Yeah, I might just hold it Might be hard to hold it Right just it just might hold be it. really hard to hold.
0: From the sex <laughs> Butt sex Reed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You think this job is bad Reed? Go to uh, prison Yeah. Reed's up here at night like fuck I'm working late <laughs> Oh Chris man! shitting in prison. Chris, round three. <laughs> See, so far, I think what I have is I have sporting event, I have presidential debate. Is that everything that I mm-hmm. have so far? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Nate's Nate's about up to
1: first. Start round three. Nate's okay, okay got it. Nate's a first.
5: Taking inventory. I'm going with on a fishing boat. Ooh. Wow, that's a really good one. I'm unsure if fishing boats have bathrooms. I'm sure they do. But I think if they, they do, do tank they're, tank they're might, really it's small probably hard to like squat don't.
4: down there, and most do not, unless you're on a really really fancy one.
5: So yeah, I would think that having to take a shit like on one of those boats that are really moving, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's probably would not be fun? A lot of backsplash. That that's the real the the real issue is thinking about that. Like, hey, if this boat tips to the left. And I already dropped one. You have a big fear
0: of being submerged in your own poop. Someone like <laughs> porta like, potties, fishing boats. You know, it's like you don't like hooping unstable
5: places. Uh, yeah. What, hap- what happened? Not at all. I, I, you know? It's just like shit is dirty. Shit is
2: dirty. <laughs> For my thir- third pick, right? Sometimes it's funny because uh, they say when nature calls. Yeah. Oftentimes when you're in nature, there's nowhere that's really normal to poop. So you have to hit the sumo squat mm-hmm. um, and you got to put your balls and your dick behind your shorts when you deep squat. So yes. you don't pee, like you can't just get butt naked. You have to put your pants somewhere. It's not you have as to get simple, your ass. No. You have to get your, 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 your Amateur rifle, hour. your rifle facing straight down <laughs> instead of into your own pants to go back to the pooping in your pants thing. Nature poops are tough, man. And you have to have really good knee and hip flexion. I got no, but listen, that's where I thrive. And then where do you, where do you wipe?
0: What do you wipe with? Uh, Jungle leaves. Mm -hmm.
2: See, like I have done some awful things to remove poop from myself. No, you have to sacrifice a sock. Okay.
5: Is it my pick? (laughs) Fuck, it felt like it was just my pick. Nobody said a date
2: yet.
0: Single people, I imagine that's a really tough thing, man. I imagine that's a tough thing to have to poop. I just feel like that stays on your 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 soul when you take just a nasty <laughs> shit at a steakhouse. <laughs> I feel like you, you eat your apps. Maybe you've had some drinks. Maybe it's day three of a bender, and you, you got that date, and it's a Sunday. And, you know, you steam up the bathroom at Morton's, and you go back out, and you feel like your whole dinner jacket has poop on it. Like, it's not enough for me. I'd have to get completely naked. And like drape my clothes You're somewhere.
5: Fancy. You're thinking fa- Mortons for a first date? Ooh, wow. Sheesh. Like, damn, Mortons. I was just thinking about some guys do that. Yeah, I, I suppose. But Mortons is my, more. I took my if,
2: wife if, to a barbecue
5: if, joint. If for we're my going first to Mortons, time, I'm comfortable. No- part, no. I'm comfortable <laughs> enough. If we going to Mortons, I'm comfortable enough to say, hey, well, I'm not. Take if I'm single, shit. I'm not going on a <laughs> date with back. any. If I'm single, if I'm single, I'm not. I'm not
0: going on a date with any any young lady. You know, Morton's—it's got to be special. We've probably been—if I'm going on a first date, single Chris, alternate universe—we have to. Good Chris, we have to have written letters to each other for like at least a couple weeks first. So Morton's, like, we've gotten to know each other. We've been texting, we call in, screen. We've been—I've been screening her. Then we go to Morton's. <laughs> But if you blow up the bathroom on a date, it just stays on you, man. I just feel like it stays on
1: in, you. It, on you and then also in your head. It's in your head. Brian. Really, really in your head. Look good, feel and good. Play game. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I think it'd be worse if you were like at your date's house. Well, now,
1: wait a minute. <laughs> well, I guess it is my pick. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like the first time at your significant other place. Yeah, you, sig- Yeah, that would be. Well, that was tough. And uh, you had that happen? Yeah, but I narrowly avoided. I, you know, it was where'd you poop? Was it uh, Dumb and Dumber? Oh no, no, god. it wasn't Dumb and
5: Dumber. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? Nate doesn't like the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like, oh my Nate, god, you are a racist. <laughs> <laughs> God. Do you think Dumb and Dumber is like one of like the greatest like comedy? It's movies? an
1: iconic comedy. Holy smokes! How oh, hard did you laugh mind. when they were in the never suits mind. and they were sword fighting, walking into the Listen, dinner, and then he was like, "This is a five hundred dollar a plate dinner," and he says, "Put us down for two in case we want seconds."
5: Yo, to be totally honest, like the hardest I laughed in that movie was at like stuff, like little stuff, like like when he looked through the peephole and the guys were there, and he's like, "Yeah, there's two people out there. One of them has a gun." And go, he asked, did you pay your gas bill? Like, that was funny yeah, to me. Yeah, but the movie's littered with <laughs> those little throwaways, movies, dude. <laughs> but, like, a lot of them, it was just like. Nate just admitted I he laughed at the whole movie. It get, like, they're, they're stupid. Like, it's stupid funny. But, yeah. like, a lot of the parts I feel like everyone says and you guys say, it's, it wasn't that funny to me.
2: I'm he sorry. wrote, Dear Gas Man on the note they left, <laughs> and the guy was eating antacids. He goes, How does he know I got gas? These guys are fucking good. <laughs>
0: pills are good!
2: <laughs> pills are good. <laughs> oh, oh you are laughing! Pills.
5: Yo, you guys are, like, hilarious. That that hurts your feelings. I don't think it's that Oh, hilarious.
1: our feelings I'm are a, not to hurt ones. I'ma bring in some breath spray every time and just point it in the wrong direction. Banaka? Banaka? That's what it's called, right? Is that what it was? It's called Banaka. Yeah,
5: it's Banaka. Last round. Worst place to shit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In the middle of an Olympic swimming race. So, oh, yeah. yeah, That's bad. Those camera angles <laughs> under there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the stream. And you have to do the flip and okay. come back. Can you imagine? But if you could angle it, that could be a nice like diversion. If what if it got into the next next lane? lane? Yeah, they
1: do swim really tight to some of these Ugh. lanes, especially in the backstroke like, because you want to get the- <laughs> Kyle. Yo, you're number four.
2: Okay, uh, I'm number four. A lot of us played high school sports, Pop Warner football, high school football. We've all gotten ready for a game and know how long it takes to get ready for a game. There's nothing worse <sighs> than going out for warm-ups, coming back in with your full uniform on, taped up, and you, you have to shit. And there's always a couple guys before the game that are in there pooping in full pads, and there's nothing funnier than hearing the click-clack of cleats on, uh, <laughs> on, a, on a locker room floor in the oh bathroom. And I'm like, that guy's in there taking a shit, and he's about to have three depending sacks. On yeah, what, <laughs> <and> de- depending
5: on <laughs> what type of flooring your bathroom has, if it's that tile... It's slippery. Yo, trying to wipe with cleats on and football pants at mm. your ankles and knees is very dangerous. The whole if you, thing's if you dangerous,
0: know. dude. Yeah, I probably, yeah, you... Ooh, yeah dude um and the sweaty butt feeling when you go back out there dude you're like your butt's sweating but are you like is that something i don't want it to be and you're thinking about that the whole first quarter i'll take the last pick of the draft uh, my team is not ready we're
1: constipated
4: yeah you can defer all right that's allowed okay
1: mine is uh late night bar post 12 a.m. And when there's only like, you know, there's only one bar, everyone's lining up to pee oh, and you yeah. take a little too long and everyone knows you walk out, you talk about a stink on a dinner date yeah that everyone knows you walk out after like five minutes. You're like, that dude wouldn't pee. In. That's not good, but at yeah. least you have less dignity. Right. Cause you're
5: really fucked up. <laughs> oh, and if you're doing it at, and if you're doing it at what you call it, there's some bars redacted that, Sometimes they don't have the they don't have the door on there. Yeah. So There's a- it, so it encourages you to be fast in there. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. you really gotta go, you have to have a mind to steel to just be like, yo, I'm about to shit here and whoever see like they're gonna see me drunk, whatever happens. Maybe a little less chance of people doing nose candy with no <laughs> no uh, I, I
0: they probably don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little less. <laughs>
5: That's a good one, Reed.
0: Riding up the St. Louis Arch, if you have to shit riding up the St. Louis Arch, like you are in trouble, dude. How long does it take? Minutes upon minutes upon <laughs> minutes, and you're in this tiny car and there's no windows and the wheels just turn. You can hear them. It's, you're in this fucking like Chris Angel, like <laughs> like kind of claustrophobic deal. It's like really from the 1900s, early 1900s. No windows? No windows. Yeah, when you ride up, you're like in the belly of the beast, dude. Can you box it, like hot box it? I think you probably somebody's probably vape hot box. I'm sure there's no smoke detectors in that motherfucker. There was a fire <laughs> in there.
2: I've played with some guys that are from St. Louis, and and there's no doubt in my mind that they were hot boxing that shit when they were in like middle school.
0: You think they were hot boxing it on field trips? Just some absolute real ones
2: from St. Louis. Yeah, dude. That that's, there. there's
5: no such thing as anything else, dude. After a real good shower, like and being clean, and then like like getting out and like. All of a sudden, like getting the bubble guts is just like fuck. We just went through this whole (sighs) right, like damn. You leave
2: the car wash and it rains. It's like god.
5: (laughs) That's exactly how. And then you got to go back in the shower. You Have to. You don't have to, but it's just like you. You know, you have to. And you got to clean your ass with a bar of soap. Or when you get in and you have
0: to get out, you have to
2: actually use a bar of soap,
5: right? No, you need. Do you you use a a rag?
2: Do you use a rag? Kyle wasn't here for this.
5: Kyle. Kyle wasn't here for this. You shower with a wash rag and a loofah, correct? No. no. Oh, my God. Also, he's not the, the foremost authority on showering.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I am. Oh, my God. I shower the fuck out of, like, and wow. listen, nobody's impressed that you do a loofah, that your butt's clean because you do a loofah. I'm using the bar of soap. I'm using the bar of soap in there, dude. Just up and down, dude. All through there. Dude, you just dial?
5: Oh, my God. You're
0: you're you're telling me. I don't want to talk
5: about this anymore. You're passing you judgment because I don't use a you my- No, <laughs> like a washcloth. Also, like like also, you need a washcloth. You don't need a washcloth.
4: I'm going to say two quick honorable mentions before we go. Uh, these are ones that have happened to me in the middle of a poker tournament because you feel like you have to rush. And if you don't go really fast, you're going to lose all your chips. Terrible spot.
0: Yep, as all us sharks know. And then
4: coaching a basketball game, Mm. having to shit at halftime is very awkward because all your players are sitting there waiting for you to come talk and you're just dropping a deuce.
0: You've had to do that before. You've had to...
4: I have had to do that. And
0: the kids think you're coming back with some like just amazing movie quality speech but you're actually just coming out of the shitter. And then they realize that when it hits...
4: Everybody shits.
0: A brown wave coming from the... In the bathroom. Everybody shits. Even you at home.